For the past few weeks, whenever Corey Lindley Jennings leaves work, she's driving past television crews. Every day when we leave, there's always some news station up there. We're gaining a lot of media attention. Corey works at a giant Amazon warehouse in Bessemer, Alabama. And the reason so many television cameras have been pointed at this massive warehouse is because it's at the center of one of the biggest labor battles in Amazon's history. Since February, workers at the warehouse have been voting on whether or not to unionize. The vote ends today. And in the past few weeks, workers like Daryl Richardson have been trying to convince colleagues to vote yes. Every employee deserves to get paid for what they do. We get Amazon 110% every day. Every employee deserves that they appreciate it, deserve more than what they do. We're not getting the respect that we deserve. If the vote passes, it could mean significant changes for how Amazon does business. But forming a union is something that workers at the warehouse are divided on. This union is a bad idea, mainly because I think it's going to cause problems. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, March 29th. Coming up on the show, two Amazon workers on the biggest union push in the company's history. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange traded funds with Global X ETFs. Exchange traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started. The Bessemer Warehouse in Alabama is one of Amazon's newer warehouses. It opened last March, just as the pandemic was hitting America. And Daryl Richardson was one of the first workers at the new facility. What is a typical day like for you at work? My schedule is 7.15 to 5.45. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. We call that shift the donut shift. I'm a picker. When I get to my station, I log in with my badge, and robots start coming around in front of my station. The robots move yellow containers, which Daryl calls pods, in front of his station. Each of these containers has shelves with individual items. I got a monitor in front of me. Let me know which item to pull from on that particular pod. I pull the item from that particular pod, and I put it in a tote and push them to the conveyor line where the items can be packed to get them to the customer. Same procedure over and over again. 10, 11 hours a day, only two breaks. While Daryl works, he's being monitored and timed to make sure he hits his daily targets. I probably pick between 14 to 1,600 parts. Wow. They want you to pick 315 plus an hour. By the end of each day, Daryl is pretty worn out. When I walk out the door, being in there 11 to 10 hours a day, I feel free. When I go home, I don't want to eat. I just want to get something to drink and lay down. Sometimes I don't eat. That's how tired I am. I'm so exhausted. 
It's that kind of exhausting work and pressure to meet performance goals that's led some Amazon workers to push for a union. The unionization effort comes during a year when demand for the kind of work that these warehouse employees do is higher than ever. Here's our colleague Sebastian Herrera, who covers Amazon. When the pandemic began, a lot of people were focusing more than ever on the working conditions of people in warehouses that fulfill these products. You know, the essential workers were really out in front. Some Amazon workers used that moment to voice that the working conditions inside the warehouse are not optimal. And especially because there was a pandemic going on and COVID going on, they felt that their lives were really being put at risk to work at Amazon. Last year, there was walkouts by workers. How many cases we got? How many cases we got? Employees at warehouses really speaking out very loudly about having to go into work and not having enough cleaning supplies, putting their lives at risk. No, we don't have no masks. I have to wear scarves. We don't got no masks. They don't provide us with masks. They say they do, they don't. In October, Amazon said more than 19,000 of its employees had tested positive for COVID-19. The company also said it made hundreds of adjustments to make its work environment safer, including adding social distancing. And they temporarily increased wages. When Daryl was working at the Alabama plant last summer, he had some concerns about safety. But to him, there were other issues, too. It was firing employees for not being six feet. If you leave off your station to go to the bathroom, they timing you. Anytime you leave off your station, you leave off your station, go get some water, they timing you. Depends on how long you off your station. It's TOT time, and that's timeout task. You get a certain amount TOT time, timeout task, you can end up getting terminated. And that's not fair. You don't treat employees like that. Sometimes the bathroom and the water not available for you on that particular floor. And you have to go to another floor. Like you're set up to fail. Daryl had previously worked in an auto plant that had unionized, and he thought that the Amazon warehouse needed a union too. So a few months after he started at the plant, he started researching. I lashed out and Google who represent Amazon, RW. DSU came up. RWDSU, the Retail, Wholesale, and Department Store Union. It's a union that's tried to organize other Amazon workers before. Daryl filled out a form online for more information and got connected with some union organizers. And that's how this got started. I said, we need some changes. Some got to give. Because even Ryan, I thought about quitting. And I said, no, some got to change. Somebody got to do something. Why not quit? Well, Ryan, I'm 51 years old, Ryan. And it don't look good for me to be going in and out of jobs, you know. I just can't quit a job and not knowing if I'm going to have a nun waiting on me. You know, I just felt like, you know, the union can make a difference and it's just time to make a change. So if I can make a difference and make things better for employees and make things fair, I'm going to fight, Ryan. I'm going to do what I need to do to make things right. Daryl says he and the union reps started talking with coworkers about unionizing, meeting off-site at restaurants and motels. And they were able to get enough support at the warehouse that in December, the National Labor Relations Board authorized a formal vote, meaning if the majority of workers there voted for a union, Amazon would have to recognize it. There's been multiple attempts over the years to unionize Amazon warehouses, but nothing has succeeded. If the workers in Bessemer vote yes, they would be the first Amazon warehouse in the United States to unionize. 
Nearly 6,000 people work at this facility, which is a drop in the bucket compared to the roughly 800,000 employees who work at Amazon nationwide. But Sebastian says union supporters hope it could galvanize workers at other facilities. One of the workers I talked to in Bessemer told me that if this election succeeds, she saw it as a fire starter, in her words, because it would provide momentum potentially for others outside of Bessemer to maybe go and do the same thing. And if more facilities start unionizing, it could have an impact on Amazon's business. When you have to deal with a union, it could potentially change some of the policies that Amazon has at these warehouses, whether it's just with pay, whether it's with the amount of breaks that employees are given, which are not many. And then if Amazon is forced to in any way change the rate at which employees have to fulfill packages, because that's one of the top complaints by employees everywhere at Amazon warehouses is that the rate at which they have to fulfill packages is extremely high. And if you tweak that at all, that could have a significant effect on, you know, the timing of when we receive these packages. Or at the very least, Amazon might have to, you know, hire more people or just change the way they do their business. And that could have a significant business impact. And because of the high stakes on each side, the fight over unionizing Bessemer has been fierce. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Walmart. Walmart is committed to helping associates live better. As one of the first companies to remove college degree requirements from the majority of their roles, Walmart is creating opportunities for associates to build careers based on their real-life experiences. In fact, the company is investing over $1 billion in career-driven training and development programs. Learn why it pays to work at Walmart at walmart.com skillsfirst While union organizers like Daryl Richardson hoped the majority of employees voted yes, plenty of his coworkers said they planned to vote no. When did you first hear about the unionization movement that was happening at the warehouse? My first day. This, once again, is Corey Lindley Jennings. She started at Amazon in October, just as the unionization effort was getting into full swing. When I left my first morning after work, I was sitting at the red light to leave. And I glanced over at the person standing there, and I made eye contact. And they come running over there, and my window was rolled out. And they start screaming at me at how I need to vote for a union. It was my first day. I wasn't even sure how I felt about Amazon as a company, much less having that shoved in my face. Corey works the same shift as Daryl, the donut shift, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And she likes her job. My normal position, I am a reventer. And so what I do is these trays come down a line on a conveyor belt. And when they get to me, there's one product in each tray. These are items that are getting ready to go out to the customer. 
I am the last person that touches them before the pack are about to build. And I pick it up and I hit a button and then another button on a wall lights up. And I put that item in that compartment and I hit that button. I walk between five and a half and six miles a day. I consider it a blessing because it really does save me on a gym membership. Corey came to Amazon after a long career in restaurant management. And she says she likes the work and the company. You mentioned that you've got 50 Amazon shirts. Are you wearing one right now? I am. I'm wearing my new one. I just got this one yesterday. This is um, our women at Amazon for Birmingham. This is our design with our skyline. Corey says she's not against unions in general. She just doesn't see the need for one at Amazon. I'm not an anti-union person. My town, Brookwood, is built on coal mines and Mercedes. I mean, it's a union town. But I don't feel that Amazon needs it. Our day one benefits, our day one pay time off, they give us unpaid time off. They give us day one vacation, four-day work weeks. I mean, it doesn't really get any better than that. So why did you think that your coworkers were pushing for a union? It's the people that don't want to work. It's the people that are getting in trouble for not doing their job. It's the people that's going in the bathroom and staying for 45 minutes or an hour playing on their phone. I mean, that's the people that I've personally seen supporting the union. That is what I have observed. I just don't see what they can offer. The fight over the union is visible to every worker. There are pro-union signs out front as workers go into the warehouse. And inside the warehouse, anti-union signs are posted in break rooms and bathrooms. To Daryl and others, since voting began, working at the warehouse has felt strained. It's been tense, quiet. They still got management walking around as an employer have they mail in their balance. And, and if not, y'all need to go on mailing in and make sure when you mail in, vote no. You know, anti-union flyers in the bathroom, in and out the facilities, flyers in the break room table, on the break room table. Ten reasons why they don't need the union out here. How did you feel when you saw that? I felt like it was, they were going to the extreme, too far. The tension cuts both ways. For some like me who have been vocal, I had a confrontation with someone who is pro-union. I have a thing on the back of my badge that says vote no. He saw that and he asked me why I voted no. And I, I told him why I voted no, that I did not feel that this was the best representation of us that we could get. And he asked me, he said, what are you going to do when they win? I said, well, then I guess I'm going to start trying to figure out how to disband a union. But it's not just workers debating the issues among themselves. In Amazon's more than 25-year history, it's never had a union in the U.S. And Amazon would like to keep it that way. Here's Sebastian. Amazon is known to be pretty aggressive with union efforts. In this particular union drive in Alabama, according to labor experts, they've used pretty aggressive tactics. One of them was making employees at this warehouse go to mandatory meetings where they would basically discourage them to join the union. They would bring up, you know, the fact that they would have to be paying union dues out of their paycheck, that they already receive benefits that the union would kind of ask for. And that ultimately would just make their lives harder inside of Amazon. And outside the warehouse, even smaller changes have become flashpoints in the union fight. 
like over a traffic light. There's a stoplight right around the corner of this facility in Bessemer where the pro-union workers and organizers had really used the stoplight to connect with workers as they were going inside the facility, tell them about the union, about why they should you know, vote yes. And all of a sudden, the stoplight started not being as frequent. From the union side, they didn't think it was a coincidence. They thought that this is just another way for the company to stop us from talking to workers about why they should join the union. And Amazon said that what happened with the stoplight is that they had had a lot of traffic taking place near the facility on this stoplight, and they had requested to change the stoplight times to kind of make the traffic go away. And then they had done it, you know, a long time before this union drive really took hold. Debates over traffic lights aside, the fight over the union has attracted some high-level attention from President Biden. This is vitally important, a vitally important choice. As America- to Stacey Abrams and Senator Bernie Sanders. Even Republican Senator Marco Rubio has endorsed the union drive. Celebrities like Danny Glover have shown their support, standing outside the warehouse waving signs and encouraging workers to return their ballots. Amazon has said that the company already offers what the union is requesting, industry-leading pay, comprehensive benefits, and opportunities for career growth. It's for those reasons that Corey says she's voting no. How did it feel to cast that no vote? It felt good. But at the same time, I had a little bit of an internal battle because of where I'm from, because of my grandfather. My grandfather was a teamster. My grandfather was very, very, very pro-union. He was a truck driver for years. And it was hard for me to vote against a union because of who I am on that part. Because in any other situation, I am pro-union. But not at any point. Daryl says he cast his vote almost immediately after he received a ballot. Now he's just waiting for the votes to be counted. And how will it feel if you succeed? I believe I'd drop to my knees and cry. It'd be very exciting. It'd be a happy cry because I know it's going to be some changes. I know employees have the opportunity. They voice a count at the table. I feel like a new beginning, job security. Employees just have a voice. We'll be well-respected. We're finna do a new beginning to get treated fair. Sebastian, how likely do you think it is that this vote succeeds? They're starting from a place that's very difficult because it's never been done before. And that's a really tall task to take on, especially against a company with as many resources as Amazon. And in that sense, it will be A huge feat, and in many ways surprising, if they are able to pull it off. But even if the vote fails, Sebastian doesn't think that the fight between Amazon and some of its workers will end anytime soon. Amazon is going to continue confronting these labor issues. Workers throughout this process in Alabama, workers elsewhere outside of the state, have continued to organize... Some of them have planned potential strikes. You've seen strikes happen outside of the U.S. You've seen workers in other facilities, you know, start petitions, get guidance from other unions. Can you do more for workers? 
do you really have to have these sort of rates at your facilities? Could you pay these workers more? Those questions will continue to be asked as long as things stay the same at Amazon and as long as the company continues to be as successful as they are. Organizing is here to stay for Amazon, and that's something that they are going to have to continue confronting. Ballot counting starts tomorrow. Results are expected in a matter of days. That's all for today, Monday, March 29th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Audio in this episode from AJ Masters and Make the Road NY via Storyful. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.